Mr. Bowman, I challenge the world to the Nene Challenge. Let's go. We need a new vision for America. Elliot Engel's done a very good job, and I have a lot of faith in him. We need to nurture the future of America by investing in our schools. We need to put public schools back in the hands of our teachers and parents. Make public college free, Medicare for all people. Universal child care, criminal justice reform, and the Green New Deal. My opponent has been in office for over 30 years. Over those 30 years, my opponent voted for an unjust war in Iraq. He has weapons of mass destruction. We invested trillions of dollars and decades in Iraq while children in the North Bronx continue to suffer. Deregulating Wall Street, school privatization, and building more prisons. We need to put more cops on the beat, build more prisons, and support the crime bill. That decimated black families and decimated black and brown communities. My opponent signed a public education bill called No Child Left Behind that led to the privatization and charterization of public schools and destroyed teachers' unions. Children in the North Bronx and throughout the city and throughout the country continue to suffer from asthma from pollution, obesity, poverty, rent burden. They don't have places to play. There's, not, there's one bookstore in the Bronx. There aren't any libraries for them to go and engage um, culturally. But we continue to invest in wars overseas, and we continue to support policies that put, keeps wealth in the hands of, of, the, of a few and ignores the many. Not one penny of corporate PAC money at all. I don't think so. I think, unfortunately, many Democrats have sided with corporate actors and the wealthy, and because they've done that, they've ignored the masses of, of people. Many, uh, most of Americans believe with what's on our platform, and we're excited about that. That's why they've been so excited by, by our launch today. So it's not even a Democrat, Democrat thing. It's about who's there for the people versus who's there for the wealthy, and we think we're there for the people. And you're not going to take what, one penny of money? Not one penny of corporate PAC money at all. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa, both S's. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at IC sativa pod you can find and subscribe to our podcast on spotify itunes anchor.fm overcast radio republic TuneIn, stitcher iHeartRadio, and the google play music store please rate and review us on itunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs if you like what we are doing 
please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor.fm slash I am Canvas Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and above tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And a special thanks goes out to our current Patreons and supporters. Shout out to our friends of the show, Reefer Revolution, for supporting the podcast. Shout out also to Joey1Love420, also a friend of the show and contributor of of the show uh, and founder and frontman of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. Without further ado, let's get to the episode. Hmm, what's that sound I'm like hearing in like the background? Oh, wait, guess what? New York elections gave us a large slew of progressive victories. We won bigly last night. All of you folks who voted in, in all over the country and even in states I didn't I didn't get to get around to in these in these round of elections that happened yesterday. Um I mean, to all the people I haven't gone to endorse or haven't gone around to it, again, there's, we're still in June. There's going to be more primaries. There's going to be more votes. There's going to be more endorsements. But we're doing pretty good today. We did very, very well. Um, with, in terms of the people that, you know, the, that I showed you to, to vote for if you happen to live in New York State or in the New York area, um, I, I, I did a video um, about um, yeah I did a video about about these progressive candidates that were running for either U.S. House seats or in some cases um, the New York State Senate or the Assembly, and then there was one race for a district attorney for the think, district attorney. It's an up it's an upstate New York position. Um, the progressive challenger was not able to prevail. I think that was only one of, out of all like the New York like sort of races, I think that was like the only sort of, I mean, there were a couple others of, of, of people that were, that, you know, that were in the slew of progressives that did not prevail. I would say it's like two or three of them at most. It's not, um... It pales into comparison compared to the wins that we, we scored. So we're going to go over the big night that was last night. Who ran? Um, what, what was at stake? Um, and um, just compare it against the list we talked about yesterday. All right. So let's first things first. Um, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Radio Public, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. I can be found on Twitter at ICSativaPod. I can be found on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Without further ado, we're going to get to the episode. All right. There's my nice little mug. All right. Okay, so yeah, I think I got everything I need right now. All right, so the 14th congressional district, and I'll read I'll read the synopsis. Why not? Let's have some fun. All right. So this this is the 14th congressional district Democratic primary. This is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's first re-election campaign, and she drew a well finance challenger in Michelle Caruso Cabrera, a former CNBC anchor. AOC took the challenge seriously enough that 
she paid for a late attack ad calling her opponent a former Republican. The results don't lie, man. Um, fellow, fellow late 80s baby, um, also sort of a, a late also sort of like a autumn birthday we both share autumn birthdays um aoc her birthday is october mine's is november we're both born in the same year 89 but i'm sick i'm, I'm i mean I'm, I'm, i mentioned this on my podcast before it's like it's like the older millennials or the zennials are like the folks in both the media and you know society and in terms of like you know who has powers who has sort of you know, cultural cachet or cultural leverage. I feel like the older millennials are like, like it's like it's like a it's like a it's like a family in a sense. It's like you have like the you have like the older millennials that were born like what eighty two to like eighty seven or something like that. Those are the older ones. Those are the zennials that think they're Xers. And then you have the middle folks born eighty eight to ninety two. And again, I'm just pull. These are just my unscientific dates. And then you have again, you have the middle folks who AOC is part of and who I'm part of, or in, again, eight, let's say 88 to 92. Those are the middle millennials. Those are, the, the, we're the middle child. Like we're not the youngest of the millennials, but we sure as heck are not the oldest. We're right, we're right smack down in the middle. And it just feels like all the shine in terms of, you know, whether it's politics, whether it's, um, yeah, whether it's politics, whether it's a lot of other areas in activities in life, it just feels like whether whether when it's our is when the elder millennials and zennials who you know maybe might be our managers or might be our bosses or, or supervisors, it's like I don't know. It just feels like they get. It just feels like everyone focuses on the older ones, and then people in our group, like like AOC, like people eighty eight, ninety two, we get ignored. It just feels like. You know, when when boomers and Gen Xers are trashing the millennials, it just feels like they're trashing, they're lumping us in with the middle ones. No, they're lumping us in with the younger ones, saying that we're the youngest and, you know, that we're know-nothing children. And then they do that. And then... Yeah, I mean, they, they say that we, we, we don't know anything that, you know... We gotta wait our turn, you know. We have to pay our dues, yada yada. I'm, I'm more of a Gen Xer. You, you, you middle millennials and younger ones are soft. You suck. We're, we have more of Gen X in us. We're, we're harder. We're tougher. We made a better stuff. Like that's. I don't know why I'm, I'm going into this rant right now, but I digress. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that fellow '80s baby Alexandria. Tocasio Cortez, who's made her voices her voice known, and whenever whenever cannabis is being discussed in Congress, such as you know the discrimination of public housing, the discrimination of people not being able to get loans if they have a cannabis charge, all sorts of stuff like that, I've seen AOC on the on the House floor really make a full-throated push for legalization. I mean, that's not the only reason why I support her. I I I support her because she's very she's she's balls to the wall with universal healthcare. That's like I've said on this podcast, that's my number one issue, healthcare. She's excellent on that. She's excellent on cannabis. She uses her voice like 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 a representative. When we say that 70% of people in this country want this legal, we mean it. It's not a, we're not asking you at this point. We're telling you if you're not going to move the ball forward, like, like, like awesome progressives like AOC are, are going to do, then we have no use for you. But yeah, she she won 72.8 to 19.4. That was a clobbering. All right. 15th congressional district Democratic primary. All right. So let's talk about the 15th district in New York. The open seat race is a wild card and an unpredictable primary with a dozen candidates. In a deep blue district, the perceived front runner is Ruben Diaz Sr., who is opposed to abortion rights. High profile opponents include Richie Torres, 
Michael Blake and Melissa Mark Vivan Viratito. Alright, so the person that Bernie endorsed and Bernie's organization endorsed was Samsley Lopez. Um, fortunately, she didn't prevail this time around. But like we just read, um, Ruben Diaz was the incumbent. He was the guy, he was the, no, he wasn't the incumbent. He was the front runner in this open seat. He had the lead. The person, the progressive that we were, that we were endorsing and that we, on this podcast, wished well. Although she did not beat the front runner, the perceived front runner, she came within striking distance, and this was probably her first time running. So, again, when Bernie Sanders ran, you know, when he ran for Congress and when he ran for, you know, mayor, he did not win the first flipping tie. You know what I mean? Um, one of my favorite musicians, um, the band Garbage, um, Shirley Manson. She she tried out for the band twice. That's that's a true fact. She tried it twice. She did not get to be the front woman of the band the first go. So my point is, although some of these losses, you know, the few that we did get are heartbreaking, these are, these are room for improvement. I was watching one podcast yesterday. I think it was, I don't remember the name. I think it was called The Majority Report or something like that. And they're based out of New York in Brooklyn. And they were talking about this New York race, and they were saying that even in, and these were like these are p- political sort of analysts and operatives that are actually fielding these candidates, are actually talking to people on the ground, and they were saying that that even if you lose, like you don't always win your races the first time. Like what Samsley Lopez can do is she can take all the connects and all the contacts and all the connections she made in this 2020 race. And then try this again in 2020, but better. Like, again, Bernie didn't win the first time. You know, um, so many po- po- political leaders, like, fail their first go. Like, before Nixon, before Tricky Dick Nixon, like, um, before he won the presidency, you know, in, in, in 1968, before that had happened, um, Tricky Dick ran for governor of California and lost. But then a couple years later, he he become president. He ended he ended up getting his way. You know, again, don't take we shouldn't take these losses as oh my god, you know we're not going to be able to move cannabis forward. Oh my goodness, like you know, the deck is stacked against us with with these reefer madness centrists. You know, with these neocons, these neolibs, these folks who, you know. You know, Tricky Dick Nixon, when they were 13, told him that cannabis was bad. And then Ronald Reagan, when they were in their 20s and 30s and raising us, us millennials and and, and Xers or whatever, when they were doing that, um, when they were doing that, they were, they were just calling this, they were, they were just denigrating this drug every chance they got. It's like, it's like all the boomer politicians I've grown up in my lifetime seeing, you know, when, you know, when Bill Clinton was asked, oh, did you ever smoke marijuana? He's like, I sm- I, I did it, but I, I, I did not inhale. And I, I, I didn't like how I feel felt when I did it, and I never did it again. It's, that's, that's that boomer mentality. He's like, oh, it's okay for me. It's okay for me to be in my 20s and get high and do acid, um, do all these drugs, do have hedonistic lifestyle with, like, the... With the, with the cost of living a lot lower than it, it was now, than it is now in 2020, with, you know, a less populated United States, so the roads were emptier a bit. Um, and there were jobs. It, it, we were still an co- economy that built our own stuff. We had that before. But with all, with, with the prevailing order of, of, of neoliberalism, you know, neoconservatism and just deregulating everything, handing everything over to the private sector and, and getting these, like, these these concessions that we want done as policy. Like, it's not going to be an easy fight. It's not going to be an easy battle. 
but again, we're going to learn from this and then we're going to, we're going to improve and do better in, in future races. Again, just use, we got to just use this as opportunities to see where we went wrong and, and what we can do to do better the next time. All right. So let me, bear with me one sec. So the next person that we're going to talk about right now is, alright, again, I'm not going in any real particular order right now, so you're just going to have to deal with me listing off who won and who lost in the order that I'm doing it. You're just going to just gonna have to make do and deal. Alright, okay, so, probably going to butcher this. So. You, you, Lean Niao for New York State Assembly won her primary. Um, she apparently in New York you could work, you could run for, you could apparently run for two parties, I guess. So you can run as like the Democrat and I think the Working Families Party. I've heard, I've heard this explained before. Where in New York, you can kind of be two parties or whatever you can be sub you could be part of a sub party or whatever i mean i don't know maybe that i think maybe that means like 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 in some states like you'll have like your progressive caucus of, of progressive lawmakers that vote a certain way i don't know maybe that's what that maybe that's what this is like the workers family party has to vote a certain way they have to support certain policies it's like alec probably i'm guessing we're um, but less nefarious, obvious, but Niao, I'm butchering that, won her seat, she won as the Democrat, she won as the Working Families Party, I mean, you'd have to be pretty crappy to not win, if you won the, if you won the overarching parties, Nom, like, why are you not gonna win the sub-parties, Nom? It's just it kind of defies logic, but whatever. All right, so next race was the. This was the big Kahuna right here, and he and and Congressman-elect Bowman was um, like I was cheering for this so so hard. I'm so glad he pulled pulled through. Um, so so glad. Again, my sister, my older sister, teaches in New York, in the New York public school system. So I know, I know the amount of work that goes into being a teacher. I know the amount of work that my sister puts in because I talk to her. You know, and for all these right-wing idiots, they're like, "Hey, these these teachers get paid too much. Their pensions are too high." Well, well, fuck you. That's one. Two. Try try to teach. Try to teach. Try to teach kids in. Try to teach kids all over the socioeconomic spectrum and having to both be their parent and be their teacher and be their protector. Having to do all these roles, having to be the surrogate mom, mom figures because that's what, or dad figures or whatever, because that's what being a good teacher entails. You know, I mean, my, my sister breaks her back for her kids and I, you know, and it's what I admire about her so much. And it was just and seeing Jamal Bowen, who was a who was a school administrator, like it it, it really it, it was such a really really gratifying win. Not only because Bowman, you know, during the debates with 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 Engel, who 
who he beat, who was the incumbent. Ingle, he 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 has a he has house and properties in Maryland. Like he doesn't even live he doesn't even live in the Bronx anymore. He doesn't even live in New York City. He doesn't even see the problems that people in the Bronx and people in his district are facing. Like he's just Ingles was just so out of touch. And it was it was like watching the AOC versus Crowley thing when AOC beat the 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 favorite incumbent the favorite incumbent felt he just acted like he was entitled to the role he's just like oh well i've i've had this job for longer than you were born you dumb you you, you dumb um millennial or whatever i've had this i've been in congress longer than you've been born i know the ways and machinations of congress you you dumb millennials you dumb gen xers you're, you're too stupid to get it but but trust us we're gonna steer the ship properly yeah, steer the ship towards the freaking iceberg like 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 people my age have had to deal with. We've had to deal with taking six-figure college debt just to have a shot at a better life. You know, we're having to work 40, 50, 60, even more hours a day just to make ends meet and just to keep our jobs in this in this system. You know, and when you see teachers who and principals and, and administrators, like the people that the right likes to rail on because oh my god their pensions are higher, oh they 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 want to actually have enough resources to do a good job. Oh my god, they're just asking for handouts. So you have overinflated. I think a lot of times when you have conservatives like getting angry at, at public sector workers, like whether they work for the local or state government or teachers, they're just jealous that those people get get amazing perks that they work their tail ends off to get they're just jealous that they don't get the pension they 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 work whatever job at, at a farm for 15 for not not even 15 hours they work a job at a farm at 13 whatever an hour they have to work uber or whatever and then they're like oh my god well the teachers have it so much better i'm 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 a farmer and i'm having to do uber we gotta we gotta cut teachers unions no make your jobs better make fight for unions and where you work make your working conditions better don't don't topple the apple cart because you weren't offered a flipping apple it's just sour grapes of people that rail against teachers and i'm glad that that ingle guy lost and i'm glad that bowman a, a african-american male like myself prevailed we face so much problems and we face so much having to be twice as good and work twice as hard we have, to, we have to put in so much work in this watching this race watching him like destroy that incumbent was just beautiful and he destroyed him in the in in, in when the dust settled 60.9 to 35.6 so congratulations um former former administrator and congressman-elect Bowman, congrats. And this one, this one I really, really love. And I'm going to tell you why. I'll read this one. So the 17th Congressional District Democratic Primary. And, and, and just get a load of this. This is hilarious. <clears throat> Excuse me. This open seat has drawn a crowd, including Adam Schefter, Schefter a former, former federal prosecutor, has spent four million of his own money. So a federal prosecutor whose whole job is to drum up charges, is to to meet the quarter machine, um, to drum up like to drum up fines and fees of, of of poor, vulnerable residents, so they can make their tickets, so they can make their quarters, so they can continue to get overtime. They do it on the backs of the poor and the vulnerable. They just do it to, to meet numbers. It's not even a rhyme or reason or enforcing safety. So no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cheer on a, a cop. You know, I'm I'm glad that this mofo, I'm glad that this Adam Sheffer dude, I'm glad he spent four million of his own dollars and lost. I, and he lost bigly. He lost bigly. He lost by twenty-four flipping points. Congratulations, Congressman elect jones congrats i was like that's this is like that story where um i'm trying to think this is like that like story where um 
Yeah, I mean, this is like that story where... Give me one moment. Where, um... In Amazon or whatever, um, there was a congresswoman named... No, not congresswoman. In Seattle and in Washington State. And there's a city councilwoman named... I'm gonna probably butcher the name. Shama Sawat. So she's, she's a socialist city councilor in, in Seattle. And because Jeff Bezos and because Amazon's based in Seattle and, you know, Amazon's brought so many jobs, brought so many tech jobs, brought so much this, that, and the other, Amazon thinks that they run Washington. So, you know, they, you know, they, because Amazon is pricing, is putting so many mom and pops out of business, is um because amazon is just like so big and it's such a juggernaut it's 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 hard to sort of it's a hard nut to sort of crack you know um and and you know but yeah, so this Seattle City Councilwoman, Shama Sawat, so she's a she, she's an open socialist, and um, Jeff Bezos because he, this is a guy this is a guy that pays Jeff Bezos pays zero dollars in income tax, um, and if you and me are wrong, if you the listener are wrong on your taxes, guess what happens to you? You get thrown you get thrown in jail. If you're wrong by one decimal point, they will, dude. The IRS is the modern mafia. They're, you're going to get whacked if you do not deliver. Okay, they, they will literally, they will, they will throw you in jail. They threw Wesley Snipes in jail for fucking tax evasion. So if, if, if awesome, extraordinary, extraordinarily talented badasses like Wesley Snipes, if they're not immune to the IRS, imagine what they'll do to you and me if we're wrong by just one decimal point. They'll be, they're on us like white on rice. Like I've read an article like a couple years ago saying that um, the IRS actually audits more poor people than, than wealthier people, you know, part part of which like the wealthier people can afford to pay people to do their taxes, they can afford to have all the maximum deductions, they can afford, I mean, they can find all the loopholes, but someone who's poor and doesn't have as much money, they don't know the loopholes, they don't know the deductions they make, and if they fill it out themselves, they're probably missing some things, and... It's, you know, I mean, but the thing is, the point is, Bezos paid zero dollars in taxes, we paid through the nose in taxes, Am Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon in, in, in Washington, he blew so much of his own money to get rid of that socialist city councilor, Shama Sawan. But, you know, when, 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 when she was running for re-election for a city council seat, Bezos spent all this money, I forgot the amount of money, I think it was like a million dollars or something like that. He spent all that money, he could not get that socialist, that socialist city council woman. She still won her competitive race. It was a down to the wire, like they had to do, they had to, they had to can count the votes, but she ended up pulling and sweeping out the win. Despite Mr. Daddy Warbucks spending all this cash to, to suppress cannabis progress. It's like, jeez. Oh, no, but yeah, I mean, no, I mean, not so much cannabis problem, it's just like, you have people that don't pay their taxes and then, you know, you wonder why people are so anxious right now. You wonder why people are so tense. You wonder why people are, are mad at the, about the 1,200 pittance that we got. Well, these corporations got all these loopholes. They didn't get asked about how they were going to spend the money. They didn't, they didn't, these politicians were in faking consternation or whatever about, oh my God, someone, someone who doesn't, someone who, who, who works part-time is making more unemployment than they were working. And that's just a sign that the company wasn't paying enough. The company wasn't paying enough and it wasn't valuing their workers. And as such, they... If they, if they do that, if they don't value their workers, they don't deserve to be a company. I'm sorry. But this is just like another, this is just, a, I just saw this and it reminded me of that, of that, 
sort of of that case or that um, that city council reasons in, in Washington and in Seattle. But yeah, it was same same sort of deal. This person, so the 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 person who already who, who who already sort of had the advantage spent his own money and he still he still got seven thousand votes less. Like it's, it's just it's, it's so funny and awesome. Congratulations, Congressman-elect Jones of the New York 17th Congressional District. All right, so now we're gonna go over, now we're gonna do the other folks. So these are the state assembly seats or the state senate seats. So Jessica Ramos won her, she won her, um, she won her, her, her primary, won it resoundingly run it by a I want to say 70 point margin plus over 70 point margin so Jessica Ramos gets to keep her senate seat which is great so we're gonna have we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna continue to be able to move the ball with cannabis hopefully um hopefully she wasn't the one of, I mean if she was on this progressive list she was probably not one of the ones blocking it so again on our side and we have to be happy with these state and local wins and then the next person that um i, I think i talked about her in the last episode yesterday about how there's one podcast that i listened to the host lives in brooklyn or whatever and he like with julia salazar like she's his like senator or whatever and he and when she was first running for the seat i believe two years ago he attended a fundraiser with with her I mean, that was trying to raise money on her behalf or whatever, and like she's been carrying the torch with cannabis. Like she, like when when this Rona thing was first hitting, or you know when, when people's when the when other people's and, and the legislators legislatures eyes were diverted to other things, and, and notably so, um, she was still saying, "Hey, I'll I'll be team player. I'll I'll keep I'll keep this cannabis fight going this year." You know, we might have a small chance of doing this, but I'm gonna keep the momentum going. That's what I like to see politicians do. When we'll say your population wants something, it's up to you, the politician, to get what your your constituents are writing about, to get them those rights, to get them those freedoms, and to to, to fight for them. Again, we pay their bills, not the other way around. They work for us, not the other way around. And when 70% of a population says they want something, the politicians at that point are not being asked to do it. They are being told to do it. And if they're going to be derelict in their duties, again, we have the ballot box and we can kick these mofos out. Or we can re-elect and, re and continue to reinforce and re reward the politicians that do act in our interest, like like Senator Salazar has been doing. All right, so the next person on who was running for a running for re-election, running for the New York Senate. So this is Mike G. Honoris, and he won both his primaries overwhelmingly. Um, he won. Again, you can run for both Dems and I think work, Workers Party or whatever, and he won both. So Jabari Brisport, so he pulled through too. So he won, it was, I mean, this race was closer than it needed to be. You know, I mean, he still won by good, like, nine points, but this is a bit more competitive than the other ones. But I'm glad that Brisport was able to squeak out the win and, um, the, Congratulations to him for getting the state, for getting the state senate seat, or keeping his seat. Again, we're gonna need as many pro-cannabis voices on deck in 2021 when the discussions start on this again. All hands on deck to get to get the seat because when Jersey, when Jersey legals, legalizes this November, you think New York's gonna want to miss out on the mo that money? No, like by by February of next year. New York is going to scramble and put together something. What that something will look like, I don't know. But they're not going to—they're not going—they're not going to let all that money go to New Jersey. They're just not going to do it. But let's let's continue. So 
Ron to Mr. Ron Kim for the New York State Assembly. He won his primary overwhelmingly. And then I'm butchering this. Yu Lai Niao ran for the for the look at that for the New York State Assembly and she ended up winning her seat and doo -doo -doo. and then the last per last one we want to go over so the last one was um, again this is Matt Matt uh, Tor and he was running for Albany County District Attorney. So this is a a, a state led a state um, judicial sort of position. So you know, deciding whether or not you know cops are you know in upstate New York are really wasting their money and resources on on busting cannabis. Um, if we had the progressive, the progressive that we were rooting for had won and pulled through, which sadly he didn't. Um, after, let me just let me just call up the screen. All right. Okay. So here's the deal. All right. Okay, so for district attorney, um, so this is this is from a tweet from New York local news. While you're being janky, I'm just gonna use the backup image. All right, so for district attorney, Matt Matt A. Topowski, who was our person we we wanted, our progressive that we we had our host in the race for, he ended up losing. And again, almost all the results are in, so they're very close to finishing the recount. And I don't think he's gonna. I don't think our our guy is gonna is going to make it this time around. He's gonna have to try to run again in the future. But we hope a more progressive person in two or four years, whenever whenever this is up for another vote, hopefully they choose a progressive the next time around. So I think we covered our bases with all with, with all that happened with the New York race. Um, Kentucky, look at what happened with Kentucky. Um, from what I remember and what I last checked, um, Charles Booker, he's, his 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 um, home areas and his home base, his his areas of strength, which are the population centers of Kentucky, you know, Louisville, um, yeah, like Louisville and like the county around it, that, that, those results won't come in until next week. Like, they, like a lot of places voted by mail, a lot of places voted early, so on and so forth. So they have to, they have to count all the ballots, they, you know, they have to count the ones they just got. Um, I mean, McGrath is showing like a last time I checked was showing like a good eight or so point lead. So I mean it's I mean so if he makes up that lead, like if he clobbers in the city, he might be able to win the seat. He, it might happen. He might be able to sweep out the win. But again, we're not going to be able to sweep out the win alone. If you have the funds to do so, you have the cash to do so, or you have the means to be able to support, you know, the the people that are fighting for us in terms of cannabis if you have the funds to do so you should do so and if you can do so but again we scored a huge huge amount of wins and we ought to we ought to give ourselves a pat on the back i mean we shouldn't get too excited and complacent there's still a lot of other nationwide and state and local races but we got all the we got on a local level with the senate 
all the people, all the people for the Senate running to keep their Senate seats kept, got to keep their Senate seats or were able to win some Senate seats. And Ron Keane, Ron, Ron Keane was able to win his assembly seat and you, you are lying, Neo, um, won her New York State Assembly seat. The only one locally that wasn't able to pull through was Matt Tor Tor Torowski. Um, so this is upstate New York, the capital. Um, so he wasn't able to prevail, but again, like, like the other political analysts who are a lot smarter than I am, were saying a lot of times when, when these candidates lose, this, it's not like the end of the world for them. Like they now have... They now, like, if they try to run again in two years, if someone else tries to run, they're going to be at a disadvantage compared to the person that ran two years ago because they're already going to have contacts. They're already going to have voters that they that they persuaded. They're already a known quantity. So if that person runs again, that person has the advantage of name recognition. And, you know, they... And because of that name recognition, they, they have a better shot winning the next time around. And, you know, they can take their efforts, regroup, and then and, and rebuild. And that's what usually ends up happening. Like I, like I told you, Bernie Sanders did not win his first, didn't, he, he did not win every election he ran in. But again, we need to give ourselves a pat on the back. We need to celebrate. We need to be really, really proud of what we accomplish. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to keep this episode too long. I'm ready blabbing for 40 flipping minutes so i'm gonna sort of close this out as always i can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as anchor spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, tune in radio radio public Castbox, google play store itunes and other platforms like it please rate and review us on itunes as or wherever you listen to podcasts as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this project in front of even more eyeballs and also if you like what we are doing and you want to become a patreon you can do so by going to bit.ly slash 2njmshn and for just one dollar a month you can support our humble little project and you know we put that money towards good use such as reinvesting in, in better equipment you know, um, traveling or, or visiting other MMJ states or adult use states or whatever, um, or covering more conferences or going around the country or even going around the world if, if this gets big enough. But we can't do what we've been doing without our supporters. And if you have the money to support, if you have the ability to, um, it would be great. But, but with patreon with the with the benefits you get for one dollar a month you're gonna get early release episodes you're gonna get ad free strain review so you don't have to listen to my lovely voice talk about anchor three times in a row when you're when you're on the one dollar feed feed and you're listening to strain reviews uninterrupted as intended so you're not listening to my voice talk three times you have and if you're on the five dollar and above tier you get over half of the ever-expanding universe of episodes to date. So all all the older episodes that um, in the archive, you get to you get to listen to them ad-free on the five dollar and above tier. You know, as, as as intended, instead of listening to my voice talk about anger three times. So again, it's you get a lot of perks either joining the one dollar or the five dollar tier, but. Um, but yeah, that's where I can be found. That's where I can be reached. Um, let's, let's celebrate. Let's be really, really happy with ourselves. But the work ain't done yet. We have to We have to still show up in November and make sure these people win their seats. They won the primary this time. But November is, is for the whole enchilada. But in a lot of these areas, these, these are solidly Democratic districts. So them winning their nominations is as good as them winning because the republican doesn't really stand a chance in a lot of these districts both locally and 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 for u.s congress but yeah we 
we almost got we almost got a clean sweep almost but we won bigly and we ought to be really really proud of ourselves so again i don't want to keep this episode too long hope you guys got a lot out of it peace out ciao and stay medicated my friend if you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project there are quite a few ways you could do so supporting us helps us keep the lights on pay rent pay for hosting equipment and travel you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.